1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDIC.
0: With the trade deadline looming, the Hawks still have a few questions to answer.
2: Winning covers up a lot of things and losing sort of, you know, exposes a lot of stuff. You know, we're not playing up to our standard.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm Sarah Spencer, Hawksbeat reporter for the AJC, and if y'all remember, we have started doing episodes a little differently, uh, just to make sure we have time for all the content you want. So this is the first installment of our news, analysis, and mailbag episode. Really excited to hear from you guys at the end. That might be actually my favorite part of, of this whole operation, and last Thursday, Kevin Herter came on and gave an awesome interview. So if you haven't listened to that yet, definitely go back and give that a listen. Also, if you're liking the show, remember to subscribe, rate, review. Obviously, listen. (laughs) That one goes without saying. And I'm think I think you probably have that part down if you're listening to me right now. Um, But okay, let's get into some news. So for the while, the podcast was undefeated. It was very exciting. Very, a very thrilling, thrilling time uh, for all of us here. But they've actually followed that up with dropping three of four games, including a 103-94 loss in Dallas, I say from my Dallas hotel room. And it's been a pretty weird, kind of uninspired game in, in Dallas. And also that that other loss to Toronto was they've dropped two games to Toronto. The first one in the past week, the first one wasn't too bad and then the the second one was just they've just kind of been offensively pretty clunky costly turnovers down the stretch not turning the ball over a lot but just at very less than ideal times um struggling shooting in Dallas five for 25 for 25 from three by the way the Hawks are the the second best team in the league in three-point percentage so that's odd they're also the number two offensive rating they've got the number two offensive rating in the league so this is a little bit odd these these past two losses given up some threes and the defense has not been spectacular that's for sure but really the the more out of character stuff is the way they've been struggling offensively um this was a weird one Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson both got into foul trouble Hawks couldn't capitalize in the third quarter when the two of them didn't play as much Dallas is shorthanded but yeah just some clunky offense for the Hawks they couldn't really get going um, Trae Young had sort of an uncharacteristic poor shooting night. Um, and sometimes you'll hear players say funny things. Like I've heard John, John Collins say a few times after just, just clunkers like, ah, this is just a game you can just throw in the trash. <laughs> there's not, there's not too much to glean from it. You can just throw it straight in the trash. Um, and I think Trey Young kind of echoed that sentiment after this one.
2: To be honest, I'm not even gonna watch this game. I don't, I don't think we really need to watch this game. I think there's 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 games in this league where it's just not your night, and you just you just gotta scratch it.
0: I don't blame him. I don't I don't know too many people from the hawk side would want to watch this game over again. Uh, this was not a beautiful game for them. Um, again, defensively, it it wasn't great defensively. But really, what's more throwing them off is some wonky. Shot selection, rushing shots a little bit, kind of getting back to some stuff they were doing at the more so the beginning of the season um, before they caught fire with that seven game win streak before they seemed to kind of settle in and start to to catch a rhythm. And this was this was another loss where uh, Hawks coach Nate McMillan wasn't happy with that shot selection. And I mean, obviously, the Hawks cannot afford to drop, even though Dallas is playing well and Dallas is. Is a good team. Um, this was a winnable game for the Hawks. They were in position to to take it, and instead they they kind of fizzled. And obviously they can't afford to do that.
2: We know we got to be better, and we can't let games. It's too late in the season to to let these games uh, slip away. So uh, we have to be better. You know, we have to be hungrier. You know, come out and and take these games. You know, and uh, and 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 play with the execution in order to do so.
0: So obviously, all of that is true. And the Hawks are in a position where they've got to be pretty careful because they are trying to position themselves well for the postseason. I mean, they entered this season with very high hopes and then um, starting out 17 and 25 did not help things. But the Hawks have got to be careful with, you know, dropping games that they they could have won because that's going to catch up to you. And they're looking to to gain in the standings and losses like this are obviously not going to help you. They're, they're act- actively going to uh, fly in the face of that. But I'm going to be a little bit I'm going to be a li- I'm not going to say positive. I'm going to be a little bit not negative after um, these past two losses, because honestly, I think. I, I think it's very, very easy to overreact to a small sample size of, of stuff going wrong because the margin of error does get so much smaller and smaller as the season goes on. But by pretty much every metric, by most metrics, the Hawks are a pretty fantastic offensive team. Obviously, Trey Young is not a Eastern Conference starter in the all-star game uh for nothing like he he's a fantastic offensive player he leads the offense very well paves the way for the team very well and the Hawks have been so good offensively this season the defense has really been the thing that they've struggled with um occasionally they have struggled with shot selection and that that'll bite you and that has come back a little bit but I don't know if there can be too much of a reaction to these past two games I mean if you you can react any way you want, but I, I don't necessarily think that, um, this, this clunkiness is, is here to stay. Obviously we'll see. Um, but when something that they've, you've been so good at for a while starts to be the issue, I don't know. There sometimes teams get in little mini funks a little bit, but that doesn't mean that the whole identity of the team is shifting. Um, so, so I don't, know, I don't know that this is an indication of how the season is going to change or that it, anything's going to change direction. I just think sometimes you get in funks and you got to snap out of it, and they need to do that sooner rather than later. Because when you look at the Eastern Conference standings, even you know the last handful of games, things have been a little haywire. But overall, lately, the Hawks are winning more. But I think one thing you have to think about now is is it at a high enough clip? to get where you need to go. As of late, I think things are kind of taking, a obviously, a bad turn. For a while, it looked like it was very feasible that they were going to get to 500 and and continue to climb. Um, Now they've fallen to 25 and 28. They're still number 10 in the standings, but getting to the sixth seed, which would help them avoid the play-in tournament, that's actually going to be a pretty steep climb. And as games go... As games go by, you have a, a smaller and smaller sample size to do it, obviously. And now you're kind of getting into a position where you might need help from Brooklyn, Boston, Charlotte, uh, the teams right ahead of them in the standing. Seven uh, seven to ten is the plan. tournament. Um, at this point, I think the Hawks can probably just kind of try to, uh, I mean, forget about, you know, where you're going to end up at the end. Um, you've just got to win as many games as possible, especially winnable games to position preser- Position yourself as as best as possible. But one thing, if you listen to the episode with Kevin Herder when we had him on last episode, you'll remember he mentioned whether it's the play-in tournament or actually top six, it doesn't really matter to to him, and he'll he'll actually take the Hawks against anyone.
2: That's why I don't think we fear anybody. You know, we think we can score on anybody, can score with anybody. Um, defensively, is where we just got to continue to be solid.
0: And that's obviously an encouraging mindset there because the Hawks do have, uh, you know, it's that, that mountain to climb is getting a little steeper. If you're talking about actually getting out of play contention, it's certainly possible. I'm not saying it's not possible, but you might need a little help from some of the teams in front of you. But they did dig themselves in a hole. And, you know, it's getting to the point of the season where, um, I mean, I know the Hawks in their practice facility, they have the standings up on the board. And um, it's something that you start to pay more and more attention to because it's that time of year where, you know, there's one game and then it's like, okay did we shift a spot or did did this team lose? Can we leapfrog them? Um, And the, the East is tight this year.
2: our our conference has gotten better the other teams in this league uh, have gotten better it's just tougher to win games now you know the landscape has changed as well as teams are prepared for for us more than they were before so all those things combined you know make it a tougher job for us but we just got to keep working
0: and that's John Collins talking about how the East has gotten better this year which is definitely true and that sort of leads us to the trade deadline which is coming up February 10th it's everybody's favorite topic it seems like it's one of my kind of least favorites because it's just so hypothetical there's so many um there's so many moving parts and so much that goes into one single trade that sometimes I just feel like it's information overload this week and people are putting a lot of trades out there where it's like hey what about this and it's like that that just doesn't add up (laughs) um but honestly it's been kind of quiet on the trade front for the Hawks so far, um, especially with the Hawks already dealing Cam Reddish and also with the Hawks doing a lot better. Because when you win, a lot of that has a way of fading into the background because kind of the natural inclination is uh, the old adage of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, you know, if we're winning, and Kevin Herter actually mentioned that too in not in so many words, um, but in um, his sit down with us, basically, you know, if we win, uh, winning has a way of taking care of everything. I think now, with the trade deadline approaching, I mean, there, there, there are obviously questions about what the Hawks, uh, how far can this Hawks team go? But I also think that it's not a situation where you can have a a knee jerk reaction to, you know, to two rough offensive games or because, again, that first loss to Toronto was not was not um, too bad that I would not call that an uninspired loss. That was just a situation where sometimes you you come up short. Um, the past two losses have been not great. And there there was a quote from Nate McMillan after that loss to Dallas.
2: I thought they outscrapped us the entire game. I thought they uh, wanted it more.
0: That's dicey. You don't want to hear that. You know, especially this time of year when you're looking to make so much progress in the standings and and chip away at things. Um, But again, you know, do you overreact? Uh, uh, Who knows? And we'll have to see what happens there. So far, things have been pretty quiet because the team overall has been doing better, even if they've dropped these last two games in a row. And Trey Young talked after this loss in Dallas, Trey Young talked about how he he still feels like this team has potential to go far.
2: Uh, I always believe near everybody around me uh, I believe this team can go as far as we want to. Uh, it's the same team we had last year. I mean a lot of the same guys and i I said the same thing last year, and probably people thought I was tripping so uh I don't care i I think we got a chance and I mean where are we are right now, we're not not in the not where we want to be, but I mean, I still believe we can get there
0: so sit tight when it comes to the trade deadline and and the Hawks, I think that it's obviously possible they could make a move. Trade deadline stuff has a way of happening kind of at the 11th hour. Um, A lot can change just in a matter of minutes. Um, Do I think the team needs to make a major, major move? My opinion is probably not. Um, I do think that the rhythm that they were catching, I think... It's very, very possible that they get back to that. Could they make a tweak? I think that's probably, in my opinion, a little bit more realistic. But this team still has a lot of potential, and I do think they'll they can get back to what they were doing on that seven game win streak. I definitely think that's that's possible. So, one guy who is literally like always in trade rumors is. John Collins as you guys know if you're listening to this podcast you've probably seen a uh, John Collins trade rumor suggestion like within the hour probably <laughs> um and i mean i think it's fair because John is a good energetic young player but he's not at that you know he hasn't been an all-star yet um and so I do think sometimes people are like, oh, we'd love to have John Collins. Who, you know, who wouldn't love to have a guy like that on the team? But a lot of the trades that I see that are thrown out there definitely really undervalue John Collins and what he brings. I will say that um, maybe not all of them, but I, I do think a lot of them do. I think that the Hawks would be my opinion is um, the Hawks value John Collins a lot And they know in addition to what he brings on the court, he's an emotional leader as well. And for his part, I just wanted to throw it in this episode, uh, what he said about trade rumors.
2: Can't say how much more I want to be a hawk, you know what I mean? I know all of, you know, rumors are gonna, you know, swirl around, but you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm trying to be the best pro I can. But uh, I wanna be an ATL, so leave it at that.
0: And here's what he said on if he had heard anything from general manager travis Schlank.
2: from what i felt so you know travis is always a dude that you know tells us you know if anything happens you know i would know and you know i don't know anything you know anything yet so uh hopefully it stays that way but you know it's a business
0: okay so there it is it's on the record i just wanted to make sure we include it in this episode and put it out there because there are so many um there's so much it seems like every not even every day seems like every hour there's something about like John Collins doesn't want to be in Atlanta or um let's do let's trade uh how about the John Collins goes to this team in return for you know insert return that the Hawks just simply would not do or it would not make sense for them to do um so there we go we've got that we've got that on the record um so all, all in all um I would be A little bit surprised if the Hawks did something major at the deadline. This is, you know, just my opinion. But, again, sit tight because stuff can change in an instant. Um, And, actually, to talk more about trades, to talk more about a little bit of everything, we're going to do that via mailbag segment because I think that will make it a little bit more fun. We're going to bring in Jay, our producer, to read some questions for me in his booming radio Um, voice. uh, um, (laughs) um, All right.
1: The booming radio voice is ready to go. Before we get to uh, your mailbag questions again, uh, I do want to remind everybody that the reason we can do this, the reason Sarah can constantly go on the road to every city that the Hawks play in is because of your subscriptions to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. So if you are not a subscriber, please go to subscribe.ajc.com podcast and you'll get unlimited digital access for just 99 cents for your first month. That's for the whole paper, not just for Sarah. Now Sarah is very much worth paying for, but you get the whole <laughs> paper too. And So again, go to subscribe.ajc.com podcast. Alright, first up, Andrew Hill. Why is it so painful to be a Hawks fan this year?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um Hey Andrew, what's up? I Did he go to college I, with you too? No, he didn't. I, I don't okay, think I right. got I don't think I got any questions this week or this episode from people I went to college with, although that was really, really funny. Um that I recognized like literally every name last time. Why is it so painful to be a Hawks fan this year? Um I think the reason why it is painful, (laughs) I think the reason why being a Hawks fan this season has been so up and down is because expectations were sky, sky high. I I think it would have been hard for them to not be, uh, given what this team did last year, going to the Eastern Conference Finals, given that the roster is very, very similar, like nearly identical this year. And I don't think that enthusiasm is a bad thing. But I do think, I mean, honestly, even really good teams don't go to the Eastern Conference Finals every year. It's, that's, a, that's a tough metric. That's going to be a tough bar to clear because, you know, guys get injured and things happen. Sometimes you just underperform, um, which I do think the Hawks did the first half of the season. The defense took a step back. They've gotten a little bit of that back. With DeAndre Hunter coming back, but overall the defense took a little bit of a step back. And then, of course, I mean, you know how they say like basketball's a game of runs? I think the NBA season is also kind of a, a season of runs. You know, you go seven and oh and then you drop three of four, and then who knows what'll happen in this next little stretch. So it's just kind of an emotional roller coaster because even that seven game win streak can set expectations super duper high. And you can also argue that that those expectations are not bad. Like sometimes they should play better than they do. And I mean, there's still time, like we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but I do think the start to the season was, was a bummer for a lot of people. And then they, then they get hot and then they cool off. I think it's just a roller Um, and I think that's why it's painful and just up and down.
1: All right. Next up is from Tombo. Uh, why does it seem like this team has a lack of grit, a lack of fire? Is it something that comes from the top and has a trickle-down effect? I get so confused when the only guys that show emotion are JC and O. Trey is fiery but keeps it inside, mostly.
0: Hmm. You know, I, I actually think Trey can be pretty outward sometimes with his passion. Um, I say this as someone who was sitting... where Dallas has media sitting they have some awesome awesome seats for media so thank you Dallas um uh we are actually like courtside basically just like right there and in the center um and I would actually argue Trey is like really outward with some of his his passion I mean tonight um against Dallas I actually saw like DeAndre Hunter chirping a little bit um when he you know he felt like he didn't get a call that he he should have gotten um john collins is obviously like you know an emotional leader and really outward with stuff like that um anyeka kong was obviously really fiery um i actually don't think this is a uh, i think this is a team that definitely um pushes back but if you're talking about you know actual in game um and, and especially when nate has said like you know nate had that quote I think they, you know, Dallas basically, basically he said, I think Dallas wanted it more. Is that something you want your coach to be saying? No, because that, that would indicate, you know, some letdown and a lack of maybe, you know, passion, urgency, whatever it may be um, on the Hawks end T- to answer this. I'm actually going to pull from our second episode with friend of the podcast, Bob Rathbun and obviously Hawks and Bally sports play-by-play guy, um, and he, if you go back and listen to that episode, if you haven't already, uh, but he made a great point. I thought that this team is very much, for the most part, um, has an identity in offense, and when shots aren't falling, that can affect your defense. You know, because that's when o- when offense is your thing, it takes you off your game when you're not making shots. Um, so I do think if you're if you're talking about defensive grit. I think that might be part of it. And I do think that's something that the Hawks are going to have to, you know, continue to overcome because one of the biggest reasons why they went on the run last year that they did is under Nate McMillan, they buckled down in the fourth quarter. They buckled down, they got back, they guarded, um, they really, really scrapped. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's a fair question because like I read that quote earlier, Nate McMillan said I thought they outscrapped us (laughs) so so there it is that's that's a it's a very fair question and I think it's definitely something that they're gonna have to do more regularly as far as you know getting scrappy on defense and that kind of thing but I I don't know if it's for lack of emotion is what I'm getting at I think it might be a little bit less of I think that the identity might be more offensive um but I don't think it's for lack of emotion um if that makes sense
1: All right, next up, at, wow, that's Coop. How much of this abnormally high clip that opposing teams seem to be shooting from three do you think is poor perimeter defense? How much do you think is cursed luck?
0: That's a good question. I think it's a little bit of both. I think that sometimes teams are going to get hot from three against you, even good defensive teams. You're just going to have nights where, and the Hawks have been this team a lot, where they're going up against good defenses and they just get hot from three and they've got enough shooters to where they can just overwhelm even good defenses. Um, the Hawks are obviously not a good defensive team overall. Um, they've got a little bit better recently, but the past two games are not great indication, even though I don't think the defense has been the main problem. I think clunky offense has been. Um, I think the perimeter defense has gotten a lot better with DeAndre Hunter, but there's still a ton of room to grow. Um, they also lost you know, Cam Reddish, who was not playing Great defensively, but he was a a decent perimeter um, defender for you and has the potential to be a great perimeter defensive player. But he was still another you know, long guy, long wing who you could throw out there. Um, I think that it's a little bit of cursed luck, and then I think it's also a little bit they need to step up in that arena. It's been a little bit better with DeAndre Hunter, but it it has a ton of room to grow for sure. All
1: right, now uh, believe it or not, Sarah drinks water. She's going to need it because we have a lot of trade deadline uh, questions here. uh, Yes. So we'll start with uh, Michael Huff. Do you think a move happens before the deadline? If so, big move or small move?
0: Um, I think it's I think it's definitely possible a move happens. My gut would say a smaller move, but that's not I'm not taking a vow that that's going to happen. Don't sharpie it because things can change quickly. I think a tweak would be more likely than a bigger move. But I also think the Hawks really like this roster and are not likely to to overreact to just, you know, Two games when the main de- when the main problem has not even been off has not even been defense it's been offense. Um, I'm trying to answer these questions fast, y'all, because I talk so much. <laughs> I'm trying to answer it fast and now I'm tripping over my words. Okay, yes, Jay, stop me before I say any more.
1: <laughs> stop, Sarah. Thank All right, you, BB Cohen. You pretty much answered uh, that question. How much do the last three games change the trade deadline outlook? Uh, so we'll go to Chester Brown. He's got a lot going on here. What do the losses to the Raptors and Mavs suggest the Hawks need? Better shooters, more defensive wing length on the bench. Someone that can average 20 a game besides Trey, who can create their own shot. Herder could, but not aggressive enough. Hunter can't finish at the rim well enough, so Chester's a little frustrated. Uh, so I'll, I'll sum up Chester's question for you. What's the most important need for the Hawks at the deadline?
0: The Hawks could definitely always use a little bit more defense and a little bit cr- more creation when Trey Young goes to the bench. I will say that second unit has largely been great lately, though. So again, I don't mean to be too positive after (laughs) two losses, because I know that can be annoying to people as well. But I don't think I I mean, the Hawks are they're they're pretty good shooting team. They're a good offensive team. Um, So you can't I I just don't want to read too much into those two games um, that are a little bit out of character. But good points by Chester. Um, I would say a little bit more defense, a little bit more creation is definitely things the Hawks can can always use.
1: All right, two more. Uh, next to last from Aesop, do you think the fan base is being impatient in calling for trades and more than half our roster are young developing stars? Did making the Eastern Conference Finals last season raise expectations unreasonably high for a team of mostly 20-something-year-old players?
0: this person stole my script from this episode because I just talked about expectations for like 10 minutes. Um, so very, very good question. Um, I don't think it's impatience. Cause I, like, I understand it. You want your team to win. This team has such high potential that I don't blame people. I don't blame you, but do the Hawks really like this roster? Because there's a reason why they brought everybody back. They really like this roster and they had a slow start to the season. I mean, we can just say a bad start to the season, but then you can still see that the potential is there. You can still see it when this team gets hot. So I would just say, you got to be careful trading away guys who you like for a reason, because when you do that, I mean, they, they they put very high value. the The Hawks, Travis Schlank really really likes this roster. He really values these guys, so I just think that's something to consider. Yes, the the core is very young. Um, well, I won't say very young. the The core is pretty young, and yeah, you do always kind of have to that that does always have to give you pause because some of these guys, like I would say, Kevin Herter's game has a long way to go. He's good, but his game has a long way to go still. So do you do you lose a guy like that who was, you know, your game seven hero against Philly and has shown some good defensive growth and, you know, is, is a great three-point shooter? And, you know, I mean, you can kind of go through the list with all these guys. So I don't think it's impatience. And I mean, hey, I understand it. Um, but I also just think you have to be really careful what you give up when you have a young, talented team like this.
1: All right. And uh, finally, a question from uh, one of our colleagues, Brandon Sudge, who uh, covers NCAA women's basketball, wants to know.
0: What's up, Brandon?
1: Has Millie been approached about a 10-day contract?
0: Millie! Oh, my gosh. For those who don't know, pr- actually, you probably do know if you're listening to this podcast. But um, Millie is my 11th month 11-month-old Australian Shepherd. She is the cutest dog ever. And, um, no, the Hawks have not approached her for a 10 day yet, but, um, sit tight because Millie might be part of a big move at the trade deadline. Sources are telling me, um, sources are, sources are telling me that, that I'm getting a lot, let's just say I'm getting a lot of calls, you know, about Millie at the trade deadline. (laughs) Um, if you ever need to pick me up, just go look at some pictures of Millie. And I spam them out, so it won't be hard. <laughs> it won't be hard to find. And, um, and, stay, and
1: stay tuned to the podcast. We are working on um, a, a co-starring role for Millie. We don't have yeah. the part yet, but we're working on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Millie needs to. Millie's a very active part of this podcast in one way or another, whether it's um, sitting off to the side while I record. or you know, She's really a creative contributor, too, in, in certain okay. ways, more than she even knows.
1: So that, uh, that empties out the mailbag for this episode. Keep the questions coming throughout the week.
0: Yeah, seriously, y'all. Like, Thank you so much for sending questions in. Um, again, this is like one of my favorite parts of doing this whole thing because I really love hearing from you guys. I love talking to you guys. I know like, I'm kind of talking myself <laughs> sitting in this hotel room, but really not, really not. I feel like I'm talking to you guys, and I'm, I'm really grateful that y'all send those questions in and trust me to answer them. So thank you so much. Okay, so let's look ahead to the next week. And also keep in mind that we're going to be doing, um, we're, we're going to keep moving forward with our two episode a week format. Very excited about that. So we're able to be much more timely with episodes. And I think you guys are really going to like that format. I know I do, for sure. So later this week, we'll have another episode of the Hawks Report for y'all, and that'll be an episode with a special guest, so keep an eye out for that. Maybe it'll be Millie. I'm just kidding. It won't be Millie. So the Hawks have uh, two home games coming up um, against the Pacers Tuesday and the Spurs Friday, and then they'll head up to Boston. And then, obviously, the trade deadline is Thursday. So um, things can happen fast. Trade deadline week. So keep an eye. Uh, Turn to the AJC to keep you guys up to date with all that news all right so that wraps up this episode don't forget to rate review spread the word tell your friends write yourself a sticky note to remind yourself that episodes are going to come out we will be back here thursday with another episode featuring a special guest and also any more possible news that comes out uh regarding the trade deadline but until then Thank you guys for listening to The Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.